0: What is going on, everybody? My name is Kyle Richards, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a fresh perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook, as always, every week. I'll do my best to respond to comments as they come in. This time around, I did not pin the comment on the live stream for the weekly question, because that blocked the comments, and it was a pain in my butt last week, so... I'm not going to pin it up there this time, but I will mention it here in a second. Um, speaking of that, I'll just jump right into it because that was the next thing on here. Uh, so this week's weekly question that I'll be answering at the end um, is going along with the same theme of the intangibles in sports. Um, if you've watched this before, you know that that, uh, that the intangibles are sort of the foundation of abstract sports, and so I want to start some uh, generating some dialogue around those ideas. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully circle back to them somewhere in the future. I think that it's, it's good research for this blog and it'll be great to document and look back on. So, uh, Michael on Facebook says Celtics and wizards game going on Celtics ahead by 22 FYI. When you chit chat about it, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I have a tab open for it, but we'll get to it and we'll talk about it. Um, so the we the question I asked at the end of the last week's podcast was, Um, describe an instance where you've seen exemplary or non-exemplary attitude in sports and how do you think it impacts the game? So whether it's an in-game situation or as a team, uh, being a teammate, uh, or as a team or as an organization, as a coach, how has attitude impacted the game, uh, in any sport doesn't have to be basketball. It could be football, hockey, soccer, curling i don't care i feel like attitude is one of those things that exists everywhere it exists in real life there's some some people that have just bad attitudes and and there's other people who are in good positive attitudes so you know obviously it's something that anybody can talk about everybody knows what attitude is but when it shows up in sports it has an impact on the game um and so i like to talk about it but the more i think about these intangibles um the more I begin to realize the amount of overlap I have between them um, for like, I don't know, I, I might have to come up with another graphic that illustrates the connection between a bunch of these, because I feel like some of them overlap. So, for example. When it comes to attitude, there's a certain amount of focus and confidence that comes with attitude. Um, so and like, you know, leadership Leadership kind of encompasses a lot of these things. You can be a leader in any facet of the game, um, and so I want to come up with a graphic that can illustrate how all of these things are related. But I also want to uh, get it into the discussion of what it is, why it's important in sports for us to teach young kids coming into organized uh, sports um, these, teach them these things so that they can take those skills and use them in, in their. Um, professional lives going down the road, or just as a person. (laughs) Uh, But I'm always down to explore those important little corners of the sports world, because there's a lot you can learn from sports, and uh, the intangibles are kind of where I take it. Uh, So last week, we we tried a t-shirt giveaway, and I'm curious what you guys want me to do, because... According to all the different instructions I gave, the first the first option I gave was ridiculous. It was out there um you know, I was asking you guys to like if my stream went down, I was asking you to go listen to what the question was that I asked while the stream was down, and then when it came back up, I was going to be like, "Go check out the SoundCloud and look for the the question and you first one to give the answer gets the free t-shirt." I uh, looking back, I'm like that was complicated. <laughs> And so I'm not entirely sure what to do. Like I have a lot of loyal people in this stream that watch all the time, like at least five of you. And I have you listed here. I don't know what I should do. Like I almost want to just like give you all a shirt, but then part of me also just wants to do a raffle for just one of you. Um, but I haven't even spec these out. I don't, I don't think they're going to be all that expensive. It's going to be a one color print, maybe two sided on t-shirts it's gonna be pretty simple so I'm wondering if I should just print a handful off and give them to you guys uh, just for being here um, so when I get to the end of the stream i I think I'll I'll sort of freestyle I'll come up with something um, and uh, we'll just we'll just kind of wing it I think that's fine with me um, but before we start I, I want to send uh, my condolences on behalf of the entire abstract sports team all of our contributors I think they feel the same way when I say, uh, that we're sending our condolences to Chris Berman and his friends and family as they mourn the loss of, of Chris's wife, Kathy Berman. Uh, she died in a car crash yesterday and, uh, you know, it's just a really tough situation that he's going through. He recently switched jobs, um, or he, you know, he got laid off or something like that from his current job. He lost his wife yesterday and today is his birthday. It's been like, I imagine a whirlwind of events for him. And so I just want to I mean I don't I doubt they're going to hear this but I have to say that I'm thinking about him because Chris Berman uh is such a good guy. He's had a he was always doing the highlights on SportsCenter when I was growing up and so I I came to like him very much and so I feel bad for him uh, and his family. So our thoughts are with him. Um and so yeah, uh I'm sure a lot of you are sad about that as well. Uh Brad says I should give a t-shirt to the oldest person watching. I don't know. There's three people in here. I don't know who exactly they are. Could be somebody else who's older than you. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But anyways, before we get into the real thick of things, uh, yeah, back, back, back. (laughs) ML. I was I was gonna mention that in the MLB section. That was the my favorite thing of his. And (laughs) whenever somebody, whenever I throw the ball over somebody's head, like playing catch, I'd be like, back, 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 back. Oh my goodness stumbling, bumbling, fumbling. I think he did some of that too. Um, but anyways, I started a a new series on YouTube. Um, and it's, it's sort of a way of trying to generate more content for YouTube, but ultimately it's going to be on Instagram, maybe even, uh, Snapchat, uh, and Periscope. So all the other things that I don't use besides Facebook, I want to try to utilize all the different social media outlets and try to get content to everybody as I go. Um, You know throughout the week and not just on Wednesdays and so I started this new thing called one take where you know this podcast I technically do it in one take but that's how podcasts are supposed to be Um, how's going Marcos glad to see you here my dude Um, but the one take series is sort of a play on the reality that is sports Uh, you know when a game is over with there's no going back to fix it you can't edit the game it's so one take is like a quick reaction to something in sports so, for example, the most recent one that I did was on the rise of the Utah Jazz. Um I talked about how they improved so much over uh, between last year and this year. Uh but not only that, but uh they made it to the second round of the playoffs as a 5 seed, the only 5 seed to go on that far. Um and they gained a lot of playoff experience that um that you know, they need they need that as a as a team that they are. They're a hodgepodge team. You have to go watch that clip because I talk a lot about a lot about their their team uh, in depth and about the series that they were involved in and where I think they can go in the future. But I have a lot of hope for that team. They're sort of the local team here in Idaho Falls. You know, a couple hours away. I can catch games all the time. Um, but yeah, one take. I after the series, I came home and I was like, I feel like recording something about that because I feel like I have to get something off my chest. And so I just recorded something really quickly. And, uh, threw it up on SoundCloud and on YouTube and I shared it on the social media. So, um, you have to let me know what you think about that kind of content. I was talking to my buddy, Clay, he comes in here sometimes and he was saying that he likes how, uh, it's so quick and it's so focused on a certain topic. It's not like a giant bulk of information like this podcast usually is. So I like that about it too. And I think it's a great way of getting quick news to people. Um, you know, maybe I'll be the first news source they hear it from. Um, and then that's how this can kind of grow. So I'm really looking forward to that. I drop. I'm going to drop the link in the, in the comments really quick, which means I have to open my Facebook account and it's probably going to try and crash on me. Uh, by the way, the thing that I said earlier, where if my stream goes down, that's no longer going to be how we do contests, uh, because it didn't work last time. So <laughs> I'll figure something else out down the road, but I'm still thinking of an idea for the giveaway. I feel bad that I like hyped it up so much last week. And then, um, nobody qualified for it. So I'm like, like up in the air. I don't know what to do. Um, okay. I'm dropping this in the comments. So this is the YouTube video I put together just a couple days ago. Uh, actually it was yesterday. Um, if I'm being honest, I got like four hours of sleep because I was up making sure that this was going to upload without my internet crashing. Um, cause I wanted it to be up as soon as I could. Uh, so there's the YouTube video. Feel free to bookmark it. Uh, head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, hit like, comment, whatever. Um, I'm just really mostly curious what you guys think of the quicker content like that. It's like 15 minutes instead of the usual one hour. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the recent content we've got on the blog. I have some ideas for the blog. Uh, I'll talk about here in a minute. But first, let's jump into the MLB. I don't have, there haven't really been any big stories in the MLB uh, besides Aaron Judge of the Yankees being kind of a um, Uh, you know, on the rise player. And so quickly, I want to say this is either his first or second year. I don't actually know, Um, but he's been doing really well lately. And there's uh, the Yankees are kind of up there in terms of the standings. Uh, Let me go actually look at the standings really fast. Yankees are second in the East. Uh, They're 21 and 10, just behind the Orioles who are 22 and 10. So the two, two of the, of the best teams are at the top of one division in the AL. So, that's going to make things a little interesting going down the road. We'll have to see how they perform later on. But we also have the Astros at 23 and 11, uh, Washington nationals in the national league, 21 and 12, uh, and Colorado Rockies at the top of the West in the national league, 22 and 13. So there's been a lot of talk around the Yankees lately. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, after Derek Jeter, there hasn't really been anything. It's only been what a couple of years now. Um, so it's kind of cool to see them in the news again. But then again, they're like the bandwagon fan. Everybody's a fan of them, and they have a lot of haters. So <laughs> maybe I shouldn't jump on the bandwagon just yet. I don't want to lose fans. Um, so basically, I just want to. I'm going to riff off of my fa- my fantasy baseball a little bit because I've been like agonizing over my lineup lately. I've been trying to get this thing right, and you know what? Yesterday I had a really good day as far as fantasy baseball goes, I jumped up like several points and I was looking at the standings and I was like inching closer to the person right ahead of me, like three points in Roto category scoring. And, and then like, as the games ended, like, I'm guessing that it just uploaded a bunch of stats that weren't there previously. And so when it did that, it showed that they were ahead of me by 10 points. And I was just like, man, I can't catch a break. Like, I feel like I've been doing all the right things. I've been moving my guys around, picking up guys off free agency. Um, and I've had guys who've been performing, but then the teams above me have just been performing as well. So it's so tough to keep up with. But I mean, today, things were looking okay when it started out. I had Buster Posey starting out earlier uh this afternoon. He his first at bat hit a home run, so that was a uh one for one, a run, a home run, an RBI. So that was all nice, but then he he ended up two and four, three runs. Still just the one home run and the one RBI. But besides that, everybody else on my team batted zeros. I had uh, Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians, bold. uh, bold. (laughs) He went one for three with one run scored and one RBI. Besides that, literally everybody else went zeros. I had Mark Reynolds uh, go one for two, I guess. That's it. Everybody else zero. So my batting average on the day was 148. Man, that's so bad. <laughs> um, and then my pitching, Uh looks like I have one guy who's uh, four innings in. Or he already got pulled, never mind, because they got four hits, four earned runs in four innings. Oh, my goodness. I had another guy who pitched five innings and got pulled. So uh, I got like eight strikeouts today. I don't know. Today, fan- fantasy baseball is really hard, guys. If you're in a fantasy baseball league, I commend you. Uh, it is tough. I think you have to kind of be luck of the draw or unless you auto drafted. That's the only way that you can do really well. Uh, Michael on Facebook says, what is the funnest fantasy sport to play or join? I'm going to say it's not baseball. <laughs> I, and I wouldn't say it'd be fa- fantasy basketball either because the scoring and the lineup changing is almost the same as it is in the MLB. Uh, you know, 82 games in a season as opposed to 164. Um <laughs> there it's a longer season. And then you have the NFL. The NFL has got to be the easiest. You have a week to prepare your lineup, a week to put in trades, a week to pick up guys off the the waivers. Definitely not basketball. Definitely not baseball either. There's so much more to pay attention to than just um you know, this you know like Drew Brees, you know he's gonna perform every week. He's gonna put up like three touchdowns, like three hundred yards. You're gonna be fine even if he throws a couple of interceptions. Um, but when it comes to like baseball, it's so inconsistent. Like a guy who's batting 400 could go .0 for four one night and maybe three nights in a row. It doesn't affect his overall batting average all that much because there's 164 games. So you have to really pick and choose. And I've said that before in, in, on the podcast, but holy cow, it is, it's a toughie. Um, but that's really all I've got for MLB. That's all I've got for MLB for right now. Um, really not a bunch of stories coming out of there anyways. So we'll just kind of move on to the NFL. And I'm saving a lot of time for the playoff section because, uh, the podcasts have been going longer than I intend, like, you know, hour, 10 minutes. I want them to be under an hour. Um, and so I'm saving a lot of time for NBA playoff coverage. Uh, and then I want to get into uh, some discussion stuff at the end. So, uh, as far as the NFL goes, I just want to talk about some of the games that I'm looking forward to this year. So as of lately, the biggest storylines coming out are Adrian Peterson going to the Saints and Marshawn Lynch going to the Raiders and making it all official and all that stuff. Um, And so those are pretty much a couple of games that I want to see. To start out the season, I want to see Marshawn Lynch's first game back. and It's an away game against the Titans, I believe, uh, which is Michael's favorite team here in in the podcast. Um, And then I also want to watch Marshawn's first home game, which would be the next week. Um, against somebody. I don't remember who it is, but I don't care. I just want to see the home welcome that he gets in Oakland because that's his hometown. Oh man, that's going to be so cool. Uh, then obviously I do want to watch Adrian Peterson's first game Uh, being on a different team. I think that he can bring a lot to the Saints. Um, As I said before, they they've had sort of a committee running back approach lately. So having a powerhouse running back can open up some of the offense a little bit more and Maybe take the saints to the next level this year. Mike, how are you doing, man? Welcome to the podcast. Holy cow. Uh, Michael on Facebook says Mariota will bounce back and have an awesome year. I think he will too. And I think Derek Carr will as well. Uh, Michael also says new weapons and healthy again. He does have new weapons. That's for sure. He's got that new receiver. don't remember his name, but they picked him up in the draft. Um, I don't know. Those two teams I'm really excited about, the Titans and the Raiders, both on the cusp of playoff contention. And, uh, you know, they're also young teams. They have quarterbacks who haven't been in the league very long, but they've been putting up some good numbers. So, and then Marshawn. Oh man. You can't help but be excited about that dude. Uh, but then another thing I want to watch is the, uh, what's his name? Trib- Trubisky, the guy for the bears that they picked up in the draft. Uh, I want to see how he performs cause he's got taken a lot of flack ever since he uh, came in the league, (laughs) you know, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, but I want to see how he performs under the pressure because obviously he has a whole big passionate fan base in Chicago who wants to see him do well. Um, even though they didn't want him to be picked. So he's got something to prove. He's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, Steven on Facebook says their defense needs to step up or they will have the same kind of year. The saints. Yeah, that's true. Mike, Mike on Facebook, also named Michael. We got two Michael's. This is gonna make it hard. Uh, he says bold prediction: Bucks will have number one ranked offense by year's end. So what does that mean? Like, does that mean they're gonna do really terribly, and then by the end of the season they're gonna be really good? Because I don't maybe I don't know if that means playoffs. <laughs> maybe it does mean playoffs. I don't know, but I really I mean Jameis Winston has he did really well for them last year. He didn't have any. I mean, he, you know, he's still young. uh, And uh, I I don't know. I think he did really well for his second year or whatever it is. Uh, He's sort of the future of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Michael on Facebook says, Saints never really had that great of defense. That's true. I mean, Marshawn ran all over them that one year, about four years back or so. Clay, welcome to the pod, my dude. Uh, Brad says, Playoffs? playoffs we're talking about playoffs (laughs) bucks have two boise state running backs too okay so for those of you who are listening to this podcast not from idaho there's a school named boise state they are the broncos and they've been in the national news in terms of sports because they've been really successful over the last i don't know eight ten years something like that probably no more than that no that's about right six to ten years i'd say um but uh, they've had a couple players go to the NFL lately, like the, the running back Jay Ajayi went to the Miami dolphins. I know my, I know Brad is excited about that. Um, but I mean, just cause they have Boise state running backs doesn't mean much. I mean, Doug Martin's been pretty good for him though. Um, I don't know the other running back who's, who's uh from Boise state. Is he one of the newer pickups or what? I'm not entirely sure, but Those are most of the games, but one that I'm also looking forward to that's a a ways down the road is Christmas Day. (laughs) Christmas Day, J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt, two brothers in the NFL, uh, will be playing against each other. Um, And I love that kind of stuff. I mean, we had something like that happen in the NBA recently with Mark Gasol and Pau Gasol. uh, The first time those two have faced off against each other in the NBA playoffs. Um, But on Christmas Day, you know, the day is supposed to be about family. But what better than having two brothers go against each other in, in football on that day? I imagine they're going to have their entire family there for that. That would be so cool. Um, and then Mike, Michael on Facebook, different Michael. Michael number two <laughs> uh, says, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard, and a chip on Martin's shoulder. Offense will be on fire. Dude, I, that's, that is a pretty good, pretty good setup there with Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson alone. Those other guys don't even know who they are. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know who they are, but uh, if they're recent picks, maybe their first round picks or something like that, they, they could mean a lot for the team. And then Steve's just like hashtag Grizz nation. Cause of Marcus all Dude, they, they played their heart out this year. I'm, I'm pretty excited for them. See, I, I like to, I like to follow the teams that my friends and family follow because I get excited by them getting excited about their team. Is that weird? Am I the only one that does that? I feel like I am. Um, apparently O.J. Howard is a big tight end. Okay, yeah, so that's good. I guess they that's something that they needed. I don't really remember the last time they had a big tight end there. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, fifth round pick out of Boise State. Okay, so that's the other Boise State guy. Um, interesting. There's a lot of Idaho players doing things. Like I saw that an Idaho Vandal uh, – he got drafted to the Canadian football league. <laughs> I know that's kind of subpar, uh, as far as football standards go, but Hey, at least he's moving forward with his career. That could lead to an NFL career. They use that as a recruiting source. Um, but I will say also that there was a Vandal who got picked up as a free agent after the draft. He's a kicker. He was our MVP. It is Austin Rico. He got picked up by the Buffalo bills. So, if he's going to be doing any of the kicking there, I'm going to be watching the Bills a little bit because I got to got to represent the alma mater. That's my wife. <laughs> um, that's all I've got for NFL though. There haven't been a bunch of stories. It is the off season, so I don't know why I even spent that much time on it. My goodness, it's NBA playoff time, boys and girls. What are we doing here? Girl, sorry. Brad says, "I know who I'm picking come fantasy football draft." Oh, he's trying to sabotage Mike. So, pretty much half the people in the podcast right now are people in my fantasy league. So maybe this will turn into a good uh, crap talking arena. <laughs> Michael says, "More f ball." I don't know what sport you're talking about. Uh, then Mike says, "Everyone better watch out for those Titans this year." I agree. Titans and bucks. Let's go, the underdogs of this year. Oh my goodness. My throat is dying. Cause I'm yelling at you guys. Um, so let's move on to the NBA action where they play basketball. Uh, let me go to the, the ESPN here. NBA. (laughs) Perry. Welcome to the podcast, man. You're a little late, but I'll allow it. Who won the derby? Oh, that's that's something I should have covered in the very beginning. It was I can't remember who something dream something uh Bucks Titans in the Super Bowl, that would be miraculous. That would be something miraculous. Uh let's see, Kentucky Derby. I guess I'll do a little Kentucky Derby. It was uh it was uh how does it not have it in the top? Kentucky Derby winner. My gosh, what do you have to do, Google? Preakness, stakes, winners, hula? Nope, that wasn't it. Always dreaming. I knew it was about dreams. Oh, you told me in the comments just now. Well, now I feel like an idiot. Too many sports, Michael says. Get the horse racing out of here. (laughs) Hey, the horse racing runs deep in the family. We've got to do a little bit. I saw your comment. Okay, you guys can continue talking about the Derby. I'm going to move on uh, to some NBA action. So right now, the Celtics and the Wizards are taking on each other. (laughs) That came out weird. Okay, the Celtics are beating the Wizards by 16 right now. They were down 22 at the half, according to Michael in the podcast. Uh, Perry says it is Mexican Mother's Day today at dinner. Woo! Happy Mother's Day, Mexico! Mother's Day coming up in America this Sunday. Be sure you get your mom some flowers. Um, I'll have to mention that at the end of the podcast. Let me add that to the outline because that's important. I'm putting that in there. I'll say something about it. There we go. All right, it's in there. <clears throat> Mike on Facebook says, I'm sorry, but the NBA playoffs are boring. It's going to be Cavs Warriors just like the last two years. We'll get there. We're we're talking some Cavs and Warriors in depth in the, here in a minute. There's been some conversations going around the league And I want to get my two cents in there. I want your guys' two cents as well. Let's make it four cents. Um, So NBA action, yeah, I told you already. Celtics are beating Wizards by 18. There's about three, two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, You know, it's the tie-breaking game right now, so there's probably high emotions. Um, I'll just jump right into that series right now. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., you probably saw. If you've been following NBA playoff action, he got suspended for a game. For retaliating against Kelly Olenek for a hard screen, uh, basically uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. was guarding the the he was guarding the ball, guarding the guy bringing the ball down the court. Kelly Olenek sets a pick on the left side of him, and you know Kelly Olenek's a big dude, um, and he's just standing his ground. And Kelly Oubre Jr. tries running through the screen instead of over the screen, and he gets his head clocked by Kelly's elbow as he tries to turn, and he thought it was a malicious act, so. Like, they called a foul already, and I'm pretty sure they called it on Kelly Olenek for the hard screen or maybe a, uh, sticking his elbow out, something like that. Um, but then Kelly Olen- Olenek Jr. was pissed off. He just, like, he gets up, and he's just like, I mean, I don't think you can see me, but he's just, like, flexing. He's like, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> That's what it looked like anyways. And he just starts charging him, and Kelly Olenek's not even looking at him. And he just, like, slams into him, knocks him over and all this stuff, makes a big scene of it. And he's like immediately ejected with a flagrant to, Um you know, retaliation is one thing that they don't stand for in the NBA. Like if somebody, you know, throws a little elbow, they'll usually let that slide. But when somebody comes at you and hits them, that's when they'll start teeing people up. Um, Mike says Celtics might make it interesting, but I doubt it. Well, good flop by Kyle. <laughs> uh, Kelly, I mean, his name's Kelly. I'm not flopping over here. Nobody's fouling me. So I can't flop, man. This is probably more entertaining to watch in person than to listen on the podcast. Now, if you're listening on SoundCloud, you should probably watch this on Facebook live. You get the video content and it's probably I'd, I'd call it gold, but I'll give it silver at best. I feel like I'm slightly entertaining, but you know, <laughs> foul at me, bro. Foul at me. Clay says in the, in the chat that you should be involved in SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, But anyways, as a young player though, Kelly Oubre Jr., I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be all that aggressive in this game. I haven't watched any of it because I've been prepping for this show, Um, but I doubt he's going to be as aggressive as he was um, in that game because you know he's like he feels like shoot, I don't want to do that again and hurt my team in uh, down the road. Um, But you guys can uh, tell me if you're watching the game, uh, it's all right, Perry. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to dog on you for saying the wrong name. i It's the same four letters, Kyle, Kelly. They're just kind of jumbled around a little bit. And there's one more in there, but uh, the emotions do run high because it's a tie series. This game breaks the tie um, going into Friday and in, in Washington, DC. So, I mean, it's looking like the Celtics might run away with this one here, but um, I'm not entirely sure who I, who I want to win this one. Uh, I think I want the Celtics just because of Isaiah Thomas's story. Um, it'd be one of the stories for the ages, you know, um, him bringing his team up to the number one seed, having what happened to him with his sister passing away. And then like just going on a tear in the playoffs to win it all. Could you imagine that would be unbelievable? Um, so since we're in the East, let's talk about some, uh, Raptors, Cleveland action. Not a lot of action there really. Uh, Cavs swept them. Uh, there've been so many memes that I've seen with LeBron holding a broom, um, <clears throat> Venusian Knight, AKA Gary. Thank you for the share, man. I appreciate it. I hope some of your friends like sports. Cause that's what I'm talking about here. Um, <laughs> but Cleveland completed the sweep. It's they're the first team to sweep, uh, the first two rounds, two years in a row since MJ and the bulls in the, in the early nineties. Um, and as you know, LeBron James is trying to chase that ghost name, Michael Jordan. And so, he's been putting up a lot of numbers that sort of parallel what he's done in his career. So pretty interesting to watch. um, But the Cavs have some time to wait uh, until the Eastern conference finals come around. And then you've got Houston and San Antonio, the Spurs and the Rockets Uh, last night was a pretty crazy game, went to overtime. And then uh, in the final seconds, the Spurs were up three. Um, Oh my gosh, cat get out of here. That's one cat comment if you're counting. Oh, no. I'm hitting my microphone. I am all over the place this time, guys. Uh, Perry, thanks for the share on the Facebook live stream. Man, I appreciate it. Uh, Mike on Facebook says, LOL, just watched the Kelly Olenek video. The guy totally flopped and then must have gotten mad at his acting job. Yeah, he's like, What? I, I didn't, I didn't sell it enough, man? <laughs> he's Canadian. I'm sure he's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Give me a maple donut. I'm talking like three different accents at once. That is insensitive. I'm sorry, but I did my best to represent your people. (laughs) But no, I, there's definitely a sense of flopping there, but Ubre did run at the guy. He was, he was going to kill him. Like if there wasn't a guy between them, he was going to like take a swing. I mean, it, the NBA is known for this, like hold me back mentality. So when he goes up to him, he just gives him like a little push. Like you never see punches thrown. That's pretty wild. Uh, but when I, I'm not gonna lie, Mike, thank you for sharing on Facebook. You guys are killing it today. I might have to do a, a different T-shirt giveaway tonight. I, uh, <laughs> I might have to. I'm gonna do something, guys. I at the end of the end of the podcast tonight. I'm doing a T-shirt giveaway. I'm not entirely sure what. I'm open to suggestions because nobody technically qualified for the last one. I might put more tickets in for people. Um anyways, thanks for the share on Facebook, you guys. That's what makes this thing. <clears throat> you don't have any friends. Well, that's okay. Maybe there's one that will see it. That's all that matters. I'm not I don't really care about the numbers. Um I just want this to turn into like a big conversation cuz like when you guys are having a big conversation on Facebook and I'm doing my thing, that like comforts me. It's kind of like you guys are helping me fill in the gaps. It gives you a fun gathering place and time for people on the internet. You know, you can sit down and watch some sports, tune into the show and, and and get engaged in a conversation about the things you're watching. Um, but anyways, in the final seconds of that game, the Spurs and the Rockets, uh, you knew they were going to get the ball to James Harden because he's the guy who's going to take that shot. They finally get it to him with like two and a half seconds to go He tries to jack up at three, but Manu Ginobili, the 39-year-old man from France, or Spain. Spain? I think he's from Spain. I'm going to look that up in my Google machine. There's this thing called Google. You know what? I need to tell you guys about this idea that I had. Um, So, do you know, like, there's those certain people uh, who, who are like, what's the name of that one guy or you know how old is so-and-so how tall is so-and-so and And a lot of that happens in sports because people who don't watch sports will look at a guy and be like dang he's big how tall is he and I'll pull out my google machine and I'll be like hey Siri how tall is that guy and she'll tell me exactly and it'll give me even more information that I needed which is always cool and so I want to invent this thing uh Parker's from France Ginobili's from Spain i can't take his catchphrase italy germany stop yelling countries at me you people are bullies (laughs) Uh, thanks for the help guys yeah parker's from france genoble is from spain got it not italy or germany get out of here all right What was he looking at? Oh, Manu Ginobili. He's 39. Where's his age? He's 39, guys. He turns 40 this summer. And that guy threw down a nasty dunk, and it looked all awkward. It looked like he jumped off his wrong foot. Istanbul, Texas. (laughs) Texas isn't a country, Perry. (laughs) Oh, it's big, but it's not a country. Could be if it wanted to, though. Um... But Ginobili's 6'6". That's a pretty tall dude. <laughs> Dude's old, yeah. I can't believe a guy his age can get up and dunk like that. I don't think Kobe could do that at age 39. I don't. I mean, maybe there's a couple dunks throughout the year, but, man, having to sustain an entire year and then go into the playoffs and perform like he did, that is unbelievable. Um, but he also got an awesome block on James Harden there at the end to seal the deal. Oh, my gosh, I have a cat trying to jump onto my table. And I have beverages. Oh my gosh, cat. All right. Now down. Oh, sorry, everybody. My cats are buttheads. Um, (laughs) So that's Spurs Rockets action. That makes the Spurs go up three, two in that series. And they're going uh, to be in Houston. No Houston. That can't be right. Where is the Western conference in this ESPN thing? This is, annoying they move things around yeah not as old as Brad. um that's the celtics there nope that's the calves that's that other series oh my gosh okay i'm a web designer guys one thing that i absolutely hate and it's bad practice you don't have automatic playing video on your website you don't i mean it's okay on a desktop because it doesn't load all the doesn't waste your data on your phone you know um, if it's not on autoplay, but on desktops, usually okay, but I'm trying to do something and the audio turns on. It scares the crap out of me. Um, Steven on, on Facebook says he didn't score in games one through four in Grizz series. Holy cow. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, Argentina. Are you serious? I mean, I have a Google machine. I should just use it. It's Argentina, guys. Ah. Now I'm really embarrassed. The whole internet's gonna hear this. And I'm gonna get cursed. Get cursed at. Uh <laughs> man, I'm all over the place tonight. I'm loving it, though. This is fun. Um so the other series I want to talk about, I, I saved it for last because it's I, I went to one of the games in this series. Oh my gosh, cat. Get out! Ugh! That is like three or four cat comments now if you're keeping track. I really need to have a game around that. George, go to your room. My goodness. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that adds some added inter- entertainment value there. Um, so the Utah Jazz and the uh, Golden State Warriors. Warriors, as you know, number one seed going against the number five Utah Jazz. Um, me and my friend Jacob. <laughs> How about those Knicks, sad face? <laughs> Oh, they might lose Mello this summer, man. Look out. Mello and Mello and Paul George to, to L.A. Let's go. <laughs> I'm talking Lakers, not Clippers. None of that business. Uh, but me and my friend Jacob, uh, we watched, went to game three in Salt Lake City. It was a pretty crazy weekend. You might have saw on some of the social media. Uh, we, we were doing a trip to Boise to go visit a friend. And then from there, we were going to go to Salt Lake Saturday morning. And that's what we did. So we went to Sa- Salt Lake Saturday morning got there uh, mid to late afternoon, uh, had a chance to go catch some, grab some grub and uh, walk around the mall a little bit, and then we went to the game. And it was really weird. Like, There's this app called Flash Seats that they use to get into games now. Um, it's supposed to be really nice and all that. Well, it was raining in Salt Lake, and we went up to the doors to get in at like 5 o'clock. The game started at 6.30, and the app, the server went down the server went down. And so we couldn't use our ticket. They couldn't use the ticket reader. And I'd say like 90 to 95% of the fans had to like use the flash seats to get into that game. If they had paper tickets, they could go in immediately, but it was raining. And, and so we waited outside for like 30 to 45 minutes before they would let us in before they just like, like whatever, just show us that you have the tickets on your phone. If, If we can't scan the QR code, that's fine. And so we were able to go in, but You know, technology obviously is supposed to make things easy, but when it fails, man, when we're in such a big transition phase, like I remember making jokes while we were in line, I'm like, paper, who, what is paper? Who uses that stuff anymore? Um, but you know, when you're transitioning from a paper to a digital world and then the digital world decides to fail on you, that makes times hard for everybody, but Hey, at least we're all in it together. Right. (laughs) Um, but we got in finally, we were able to go down and I took some videos and some pictures and in one of the videos I took, I swear, I swear Gordon Hayward is looking straight at me. And I'm like, you looking at me. you looking at me. Um, <laughs> but I, tr- there was actually two videos that Facebook wouldn't let me upload because of the audio. They, they're playing music in the pregame and it picked up on the audio. And when I tried uploading it and it, it said we can't upload the video cause there's audio in there that is not yours or does not belong to you. And I was like, dang, that speaking of technology, that is crazy. Like two technological fails on me that night. Um, one of them obviously for a good reason. The other one is just kind of uh, unfortunate. Uh, but you know, it was a really good game to go to because you know, me and a few people, a couple of people in the podcast, actually we went to a game uh, for the Clippers and jazz that one was super exciting because it was the only home game win that they got that series. So that was exciting. This Jazz game had a different feel to it because you know there are so many Golden uh, Golden State bandwagon fans out there that you know they all got tickets to this game. And you could tell like at that other game against the Clippers, it was so loud in there. There was no there were no Clippers fans around me. Like there was maybe a handful in the entire arena, but at Golden State, well, at Golden State when they played in Salt Lake, there were so many and it was kind of the same when i went to kobe's last game uh, against against the jazz last year like there's a lot of lakers fans because everybody wants to see kobe uh, uh, go out um but man it was it was kind of hard to get into that game because we were surrounded by warriors fans uh hey eric how's it going welcome to the stream uh but it was still a lot of fun because up until that game, the jazz hadn't led at any point in the series. So we got to witness about 11 minutes of them uh, holding the lead only to give it up in the fourth quarter to the warriors. Like, I don't know. Like I said, in, in this other podcast, I did the jazz were just going against a tougher team. Like they had it stacked against them from the beginning. Um, But man, like it's just kind of hard to describe, but in that game, if you watched it, no, you're fine, Eric. No 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 need to apologize for being late. This video will be up forever on the internet, so you can catch the the stuff you missed later if you'd like. Um But things got a little bit heated in Salt Lake. I never realized how badly Utah Jazz fans hate Draymond Green. Like, I know he's kind of a dirty player and he's aggressive and he's good on all sides of the floor, which is really frustrating as an opponent and the opponent's fans. So I can see why he's hated, but man, like whenever he got the ball, it was, he was getting booed and he was getting really mouthy with the refs, which is honestly, I, I don't enjoy that, but I don't complain about it just because I'm like, whatever it is, what it is, the ge- that's how the game is now. Um, but he got in the ref's face a couple times. The crowd started yelling at him like so loud, trying to like, you know, <laughs> piss him off a little more so he could get a technical. Uh, well, after the second time of talking to the refs, he went down to the bench. I'm sure you saw it on the replays or the, um, the highlights or whatever. But after mouthing off to the ref his like a few guys on the team had to take him back to the bench. And when he got to the bench by that time, the entire arena was booing him. It was insane. Like that was the loudest point in that game, I think. And he walks over to the bench and everybody around the bench is just standing up like, boo, you suck, you know, all kinds of stuff. And and he's just like waving at him. He's like, "Hey guys!" And then he started doing this. He's like, two, nothing. The series is two to nothing. Shut your mouth." <laughs> That's pretty much what he did. Um, and I imagine that, like, really, when you when you do that on the road, all that does is piss the fans off even more. But then again, it it gives Draymond Green energy. It makes him want to do better because of that. So. I don't know. It it made the game way more entertaining than it initially started out as. Um, Mike on Facebook says, all right, I got to go, but I'll leave you with a parting thought. I hope the Warriors sho- shove the ball down LeBron's beer-drinking throat. <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, I really do appreciate it. We're here every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, so feel free to come through and join in on the conversation. It was nice having you. Uh <laughs> He's, he's referencing that, that scene where LeBron uh, chased a, a loose ball out of bounds and there's a beer girl right there with an empty beer bottle and he goes to take it and he's like, oh, there's nothing in there. <laughs> that was a pretty funny moment though. Uh, Mike is also a, a LeBron hater. we got a few of those who uh, come through this podcast every now and again. But I, I enjoy it. The, <laughs> I'm a Lakers fan and I've, I've got haters for being a Lakers fan. So I know the, I know the feel. But uh besides Draymond though, Rudy Rudy was playing tough in this game. Like he wanted to get a win this time. I've I don't know, all playoffs long. I could tell the Jazz were trying to get the ball into him down low, but he's just not strong enough to hold his position. He's a tall, he's a beanpole type of guy. Tall, skinny, not very buff, and they never would throw balls to him down low. Like when he'd cut down the lane, there were so many times he'd be wide open. I'm just like, "Give him the ball." He's tall enough. He can dunk over anybody. Um, Perry. I love LeBron. He is a great actor. <laughs> My favorite actress. Oh, LeBron James. Hands down. LeBron James over Leo. Indeed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but Rudy was playing tough this time. And like, there's one time he was going down low to try and get the position against Kevin Durant, who's also a tall pole type guy, uh, but he is fierce. Uh, but he get Rudy gives him a little elbow to try and get position on Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant did not like that. Maybe it's because of his bony elbow got him in the ribs or something like that. But Kevin Durant came back at him and just almost like Kelly Oubre jr. But from behind blindsided Rudy, just kind of boom in the back, pushed him into another, another Warriors player. And they immediately called the foul. Um, and they reviewed it and they ended up giving Kevin Durant a flagrant one. Uh, so Rudy went to the line and he ended up missing both free throws. So it was like a big waste of time. Uh, those two free throws could have been a big momentum swing in that game. Is it was at a point where they were losing the lead? And that's probably why things were getting so frustrating for both teams. Um, but man, it made for a really entertaining game. I'm super stoked that I got to go to two playoff games this year. Um, and again, I dropped the video. Um a link to a a YouTube video I put together the other, or just last night um, about the jazz getting eliminated. Um, It was fun to follow them this playoffs. I think they've learned a lot. You'll have to go watch that video to get my full in-depth breakdown of that series and what I think the jazz have going for them. Um, But now that we're done with all the playoff action, I want to talk about this rivalry that that's been uh, talked about in the news lately. So, there's been talks about the whether the Warriors and Cavaliers are an actual are actually a rivalry in the NBA right now. And I've seen so many different videos of, of different ways of explaining that it is or it isn't a rivalry or it doesn't compare to this rivalry or that rivalry. So I want to talk about it a little bit because I think it's interesting. Um and you know, growing up a Lakers fan, I you know, Lakers Celtics it, it felt like a rivalry because I could tell by watching the games but I'm not from LA and I never went to any of the games. Um, not from Boston, never went to any of the games there either. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to get a feel for the rivalry, except what I see on the TV. And it was definitely a rivalry there. I could only imagine how hostile it was in person. That's one thing I want to see. I want to see like, you know, jazz clippers become a rivalry or something like that. And over the next few years, they face off in the playoffs. That means each year would just get that much more interesting. Um, but <laughs> Eric says Lakers you I'm guessing you said you <laughs> uh, but there's been talk about um, how going into the playoffs this year everybody just kind of thought like yeah it's going to be Cl- or Warriors Cavs again so why watch the the playoffs you know people sort of tuned out the playoffs for that reason and I, I kind of like what Kobe said um, somebody asked him if it's is it bad for basketball that it's like predetermined that these two teams are going to go against each other. He's like, he's like, is the preordained matchup, the re rematch of the Warriors and Cavs bad for basketball? He's like, hell no. And, and then somebody else was like, I don't remember who it was. Um, might've been Max Kellerman. I'm not entirely sure, but somebody else came out and said that uh, back when the Lakers and Celtics Lakers, are they a hockey team? Yes, you're right. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh man, the sarcasm is on high. Um, <clears throat> but when the Lakers and Celtics were a huge, I mean, there's still a rivalry historically, you know, they're not really competing for much lately, except for the Lakers giving up the all time win record to the Celtics this year. Um, my nose itches. Ugh. Um, but that is a, uh, the biggest, historic rivalry in the nba if you ask me there's no question about that rivalries happen on different levels um you know for example college football boise state and university of idaho they absolutely hate each other they don't play each other anymore but when they did they hated each other because it's like two of the biggest schools in the state um we're always fighting for enrollment between the two um and it was just a dirty rivalry over the years So that was like a state rivalry, but then you can have like other rivalries like in the NBA where it's teams from different conferences. And they say that like, you know, the games that people want to watch tend to develop the rivalries on their own. So for example, when the Lakers Celtics kept going against each other in the finals uh, back in the late two thousands, they were, they were deemed a rivalry and, and everybody wanted to watch that. So it made it just that much more intense the Warriors and Cavs are the Lakers-Celtics of right now. You know, teams are going to rise and teams are going to fall over time, but they are the teams that people want to see go against each other because of their recent history. I mean, two finals back-to-back, who doesn't want to see a re-rematch? I've said that so many times, but now that the playoffs are here and it's getting closer, I can't believe anybody who says, I don't want to see the Warriors-Cavs again. I want to see a different team in there. And I'm, I'm sorry, there's probably some people close to me who have said that. But, I mean, I'm super passionate about basketball, and I'm like, that is the only series I want to see. I mean, how heated it got, and uh, the Warriors giving up a 3-1 lead. So many crazy stories there. And, like I, like, I have so much empathy on both sides, like LeBron winning the first one for Cleveland, uh, the Warriors giving up the 3-1 lead. Like, the, the feeling of defeat and victory, I, I could feel a part of that in them <laughs> or through them. And that's what made it exciting. So I want to see that game. And yes, I would call it a rivalry. Um, but I guess what people are thinking is that because people assume that those two teams are going to be in the finals, uh, then they just kind of tune out the playoffs and they're like, you know, leading up to the, the finals, they won't watch it until then because they know that's what's going to happen. Um, and honestly, I kinda done, I've kind done that. I mean, I followed the, the Jazz up until they got eliminated. So at least that covered me through some of the Western Conference. I've tuned into games sort of passively while I'm doing dishes or you know doing research or whatever um but I haven't watched the playoffs like every game or every night you know what I mean uh but I do catch the games I want to see and the Warriors Cavs are fitting of that criteria sure playoffs are exciting but I'm not all that excited about any of the teams that are uh, ongoing in their series right now I mean I will talk about the players on the team like I love Isaiah Thomas I love watching him play he's a real competitor. Um, John Wall has been something different this year, something you haven't seen really. Um he's been just showing up in the right times. And then you've got uh Kawhi Leonard for the the Spurs trying to take over the game on both sides of the ball. And then you have Monty Ginobili stealing the spotlight there in game five. Um or yeah, game five. And then you have James Harden in Houston. There's there's stories at and each of those series and on both teams involved. Uh how's it going, Darren? Welcome to the podcast. Um Historically, I mean, it's going to take a lot for the Cavs Warriors to develop any sense of competition with the Lakers-Celtics rivalry, but one thing I love is that there can be multiple rivalries in a league. It doesn't have to be about any one matchup. Like, you know, obviously you want to see Lakers-Celtics in the finals because that's the only way they're going to meet in the playoffs, right? Um, and so while the season is going on, you, you can get excited about those, those rivalries during the regular season because it builds hype for what could be in the playoffs. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of deep stories when it comes to rivalries, and I think that's one of the coolest things in sports. Um, you know, you come together trying to get the, the same, trying to get a win just like the other team, but you just hate each other with a passion, and it makes the game just that much more competitive, tough, and interesting. So, that's what I think. Do you think Do you think the Warriors and Cavs are becoming a big-time rivalry, rivalry in the NBA? Uh, let me know. I'm kind of curious. I I think most people would say yes. And I think both teams have their good amount of haters in LeBron James and uh, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, the, their whole um, superstar team, you know, four all stars. But let me know what you think. Uh, for now, though, I'm going to get into the question. I think this podcast is going to go over an hour again, but that's okay. Did a little bit of pandering. Um, but Uh, what did I, what does that say? Okay. So last week's question that I asked after the end of the podcast, I asked, uh, if you could describe an instance where you've seen exemplary or non-exemplary attitude in sports and how do you think it impacted that particular game or how does it impact the game in general? And you can start uh, dropping some comments here as I talk. I'm going to give you uh, my thoughts on, on the matter. Um, but I think attitude plays a big deal in a lot of things, Um, you know, so first of all, like last week we talked about discipline attitude is sort of the opposite hand of discipline. And there could be good and bad of both of those things. Like you can have bad discipline and not want to practice uh, and then show up to games, you know, for example, or, you know, you can uh, show discipline in performing your, your pitch set that you have for certain batters or certain lineups or certain teams in baseball but then as far as attitude goes, you can have a positive attitude or bad or negative attitude. Positive could be like I was saying earlier in the podcast, these things sort of overlap with other, uh, with other intangibles. And another two that I have on my, my set are focus and, um, what was it? What did I say? Focus and confidence. Like, so player that I like to, that, that I think is quintessential for the word attitude is Russell Westbrook. This dude plays his heart out every night. Like his attitude is a winning mindset, you know, Uh, but he has the focus. Like when he gets in a game, he's there to win the game. And, and he's also got the confidence. Like you see him before the game, he's like dancing around. He's like, yeah, getting in the zone and stuff. And I love that about him. He's, I wrote an article. I've, I've pushed this article a while for a while and, a, and several times, but um, it's called Russell Westbrook and his Mamba-like mentality or something like that. The Mamba-like mentality of Russell Westbrook. And he, he does have that. And Isaiah Thomas, I, Thomas, I said that funny. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas has a lot of those characteristics too. Um, I mean, Kobe actually uh, helped mentor him a little bit in the playoffs, helped him go over some film. And he said that he sees himself in Isaiah Thomas. He's got that will to win. Uh, he's super competitive. He's willing to do anything he can, even uh, consulting with one of the best to ever do it to help get an upper hand on the other team. And that's Kobe, Laker legend, helping Celtics star Isaiah Thomas. See, there there are no bounds. That's what you call uh, sportsmanship, I guess. You're supporting your former rival. Um, it's kind of interesting. I guess when they're not going against the Lakers, it doesn't really matter. Um, but another place that I see attitude like... There are certain NBA players, and I talk about the NBA a lot. I mean, but it's where I pull the best examples from because these things show up all the time. But there are players that in NBA that we call aggravators, people that go in there to pretty much cause a scene and try to get people angry so that they can uh, take them off their focus and uh, take advantage of it and turn it into a win. Some people like that would be like Lance Stevenson. Last year or a couple years ago in the playoffs – Pacers and uh, and Cavaliers. And uh, Lance Stevenson goes over and he's like blowing in LeBron James' ear. And that turned into like the best memes ever. But, you know, just stuff like that, trying to take somebody off their off their center, I call that attitude. Like they, they go in there with like this grit to them. You're like, I'm going to take you off balance, man. I'm going to get you. So that's another way of looking at it. But there's been a lot of attitude and outbursts lately with Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, pushing Kelly Olenek, and then you've got Kevin Durant, Draymond Green uh, kind of getting feisty with the fans and and in the game against the Utah Jazz. So I don't know. I, I think there's – like I said, all these intangibles have a lot of positives to them and they have a lot of negatives to them. An attitude usually comes off as like, you've got an attitude. Uh, but sometimes it's like he's got the right attitude, meaning like he comes in, he's going to do work, he's going to be productive, um, and he's very forward-thinking. Um, and that's kind of what I think about attitude. And you think about how that can be applied to real life. I think it's pretty, pretty obvious. I think attitude shows up in optimism and pessimism. Um, I think optimism is like a religion, you know, people use optimism as a way of staying positive about themselves. Um, and you know, it helps you get in the right mindset for your goals. I mean, for me, like my attitude is like, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make sure I'm successful. Oh my goodness. Brad says, as much as I hate to say this, but gur Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady's got a a winning attitude. He he's a confident guy. That's another intangible I have too. Confidence. Um, I always think of the story that Robert Kraft tells the GM, I think he's the GM or the owner of the Patriots, probably the GM. But when Tom Brady got drafted, you know, fifth round super late, you know, those are the type of picks that people you've been hacked. <laughs> um, when somebody gets drafted in the fifth round, uh, Brad just said he's, he got hacked by saying Tom Brady and, and commending Tom Brady for his attitude in sports. <laughs> he's a Dolphins fan. He kind of hates the Patriots a little bit, but who doesn't hate Tom Brady? I mean, am I right? Am I right? Um. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, so when like Tom Brady got drafted in the fifth round, he comes in and he meets Robert Kraft. And the first thing he says to him is, I am the best decision you've ever made for this franchise. Straight to his face. And I'm sure that like that kind of attitude is like, look, I'm coming here to work and I'm coming here to win championships. Thank you for drafting me. It's time to go to work. That's kind of what that comes off as. And I think that does a lot for the morale of a team. I mean, you look at Russell Westbrook, the way that he took it, put his team on his back throughout the season, his teammates can get excited about that. And, you know, like, for example, somebody goes up and throws a dunk down with authority, that's attitude. That's showing, like, emphasis, excitement, all kinds of stuff that your teammates want to see. It gets your teammates jumping up off the bench. Um, and Clay says, Tom Brady... Plus, BSU are the worst things in sports. (laughs) Uh, Clay crushing it. Uh, Clay is also a former Vandal. We were roommates. And uh, he is uh, repping the Vandals hard with the BSU hate. I love it. Um, (laughs) I'm right there with you. I'm with you. I mean, I respect Boise state because they're put, they put Idaho on the map and they are a good football team, but I also do not like them because when they played against us, we had to try and beat them and it was tough and it was, they were just really cocky about it. Oh, I can't stand them. Plus their turf is ugly, but <laughs> probably gonna get some controversy out of that. Perry says Dak Prescott. He's another, he's not one of the, another one of those guys. Like, He's got the the winning attitude, too. I mean, he comes in, he steps up when his team needs him. I call that support. I call that teamwork. I call that confidence. I call that leadership. Those are all things that kind of relate to attitude. Like, everything relates to everything when it comes to the intangibles because they they make up so much of everybody's personality that it's hard to not overlap them. But Dak Prescott is definitely up there, too. Uh, Brad says, rude beer drinkers. Yeah, they usually have attitudes. Um, I've encountered a few in my life, but no, I, I I just love how attitude, like the mindset you can have going into something, can ultimately help the outcome. If you have the right positive attitude, um, you're gonna help things. But if you're gonna uh, take the, take your frustrations out on another team, you let it get the best of you, you're doing bad things, my dude. You gotta you gotta be the better man. Take the high road. Be the better woman. Take the high road. Um, oh, Brad says, that's what BSU fans are. They're rude beer drinkers. No, no. They called vandals nasty and inebriated. And and uh, we took offense to that. And so when they played us for the last time in Moscow, you know how the college kids will do like shirtless signs where they'll spell out something? Well, the Idaho vandals had a bunch of people in the front row of the Kibbe Dome Lined up and it spelled out nasty and inebriated all the way. And that made like sports center for top signs of the year or something like that. Um, Because there's a big story behind it and maybe I'll cover that sometime, but oh man, good times. (laughs) But that's pretty much all I've got. I'm going to go on to the next question and uh, it's going to be about effort this year, this, uh, this week. So, you know, discipline attitude and then effort. And all of these, like I said, they all sort of relate to each other, but there's a certain conversation to have around each one that I think is really important. And I can't wait to get done with all these 10 things because then I can go back and re listen to these podcasts and take some of the conversations we've had and put it into a big story and hopefully uh, put out a really good one for you guys. Uh, But this week's question is going to be about effort. So it's going to be around the same format. And I want you to think about how you see effort in sports. Like, it can be anywhere. I mean, literally anywhere. How have you seen effort in sports? And how do you think it impacts a game or impacted a certain game? Yeah, effort. E-F-F-O-R-T. Effort. So describe an instance or uh, talk about effort and how you've seen it show up in sports Uh, and how do you think it's important how do you think it impacted the game anything about effort and brad's giving an early answer of me getting up on monday mornings yeah (laughs) a for effort um but anyways that's pretty much all i've got um if you want to send us an email about with your answer uh, that'd be nice or you can message it to me you can tweet it at me um if you go to abstractsports.com there's a Uh, a link in the footer for contact us. You can send us an email via our form there. It's all nicely designed by yours truly Um, should work. I did. I tested it this week to make sure it was working. So uh, feel free to send us an email through that. Um, If you want to get involved with abstract sports, like, you know, if you feel like you, you like to talk about sports and you think that you can have a good conversation with me, um, let me know, send me an email. It's hello at abstractsports.com. Uh, get at me on Twitter. It's abstract sports sports with a K uh, or just go to the website, abstractsports.com and send me an email via the contact form. Um, I would love to have a conversation with you about sports, whether it's about your favorite sports team, uh, sports in your city, really anything. So if you are one of those people get at me, we can do a phone call and we can do a podcast about it and it'll, maybe it could become a new series. It'll be like interview with so-and-so from boise idaho or from chicago illinois whatever it is um because the idea is that anybody can talk about sports right there are some big sports fans who've had nothing to do with sports their entire life besides the fact that they are a fan so if you want to get involved in a sports discussion maybe you don't know a lot about sports but you want to have a conversation about it and want to find out what their benefits are oh man part of my dream is to like like turn people into sports fans in general just because of the basic things about sports oh dallas says hashtag nugs for carter maybe we'll end on that note (laughs) Um, i'm actually going to look that up really quick nugs twitter i'm going to nugs for carter um it's a story it's kind of interesting but anyways if you are watching on Facebook and you are realizing like, crap, I really wish I could tune into this, but I don't want to watch the Facebook video. I don't want to watch it live. I just want to listen to it while I do dishes or while I shoot hoops or while I mow the lawn, whatever it is, you can find the podcast on iTunes. It'll be high quality audio, uh, better than the Facebook experience. Actually, I think because, um, the audio quality is much better. You just don't get the me flailing and making gestures, uh, uh, by not watching the stream. But you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, Please drop a comment, like the video, subscribe, so you can get updated when we come out with new content. Uh, Be sure to follow us and like our page on Facebook. If you don't already, facebook.com slash abstractsports and Twitter at abstractsports with a K. Um, And, guys, I'm going to come out with something this week about the T-shirts. I'm still putting together – man, I don't know – I'm, 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 open for suggestions on the t-shirts thing because it kind of got out of hand. Like I got no, nobody who fulfilled, nobody who fulfilled all of the criteria to, to qualify for a free shirt, but I want to give one to everybody. I wish I could, but, um, <laughs> I, my budget is nothing. So I'm going to come out with something this week and, uh, Oh shoot! Yeah, we'll figure it out, guys. I'm sorry. I'm I'm like totally drawing this out, and I'm sorry for that. I should have had a t-shirt ready to go so that people are like, "Oh, I can have it right now." Um, but we'll figure it out, guys. T-shirt giveaway is going to be a thing. I'm glad I got the idea out. Um, Brad says the first one to make ESPN Sports Center. <laughs> I don't know. That one sounds tough too. Uh, But anyways, there's a story going around called nugs for Carter. This kid basically put out a tweet saying, uh, Hey, what happens if I get, uh, more, let me find it here. Oh my gosh. If I get more retweets and Ellen DeGeneres photo tweet. So this kid, where is the main tweet at? It's on his website, isn't it? So he's now the most retweeted of all time. That's good for the Nuggets and 100K to D-T-F-A. So this kid, his name's Carter. Um, if you go to nugsforcarter.com, you can see the whole story. But this kid put out a tweet. Uh, to he's, he's like, yo, Wendy's, how many retweets for... Oh, let's, let me maximize this here. Oh, shoot. I don't want to do that. Uh, how many retweets... For a year's worth of free chicken nuggets. And he like tweeted at Wendy's, you know. And they said 18 million. (laughs) 18 million retweets. I think uh, Ellen DeGeneres had the most retweets on her photo from the Emmys or something a couple years back. I think that's what it was. Well, he surpassed it this week. Um, (laughs) He'll get free chicken nuggets. He... Okay. Yeah. Free chicken nuggets for a year. I think it was a deal and a hundred thousand dollars goes to the adoption, uh, charity. That's so cool. Like so many people were offering him deals like, Hey, if you, if you hit the 18 million tweets, we'll let you stay at our hotel anytime you want in the next year. And everybody jumped on board as like a big marketing ploy. Um, like, you know, we can get in on this because it's, it's catching traction. People will like us. for getting involved in this cool little story here. Um, So that's something fun to look up. If you want to go look up Nugs for Carter, it's a pretty interesting story. But Chicken Ranch Charity? No, the adoption charity. Um, But I do want to let you guys know, I want to remind you, Mother's Day is this Sunday. um, So you want to go get her some flowers? You want to go give her a hug? You want to do some things that you should do for your mom? Uh, Tell your mom you love her uh, and uh, yeah. Celebrate your moms and the girls in your life. They are important. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. So I'm just going to go back to the score. It looks like Boston's going to take this one. It's going to go, they're going to go up three, two against the wizards. They are up one twenty-three to one Oh one right now. So that's the last thing I got for you. But anyways, guys, thanks for coming through. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, My name is Kyle Richards, and you just listened to the Abstract Sports Podcast. We'll see you next Wednesday.